This is Providence Today, a podcast of Providence Church in Duluth, Georgia. For more information, visit our website at providenceduluth.org. Good afternoon, Providence Church. This is Jess Arns, your associate pastor, and this is our first episode of the Providence Today podcast, and uh, we hope it's a blessing to you, and this is just one more way for us to reach out to build you up in your most holy faith. We think it's so important that we do this and utilize any means necessary. Um, There are so many distractions, and there's so many other voices out there calling out to us for our attention from the news and uh, from from games and TV shows, uh, we need to put the voice of the Lord out there as well. And so we're going to spend some time in Scripture. Uh, these will be short little burst podcasts uh, that hopefully will just benefit you uh, in your life. But uh, we have we're in the midst of really interesting circumstances. We are in the midst of this COVID nineteen crisis, which has uh, caused death, economic distress. Uh, all kinds of fear, anxiety, uh, irritation, uh, definitely inconvenience and isolation. And sometimes it feels like the whole world is, uh, well, the whole world really is being affected by this. And it's it's quite crazy, right? Well, with that in mind, uh, on this Good Friday, I want to meditate on a couple of things that I think hopefully will help us to worship the Lord in the midst of this. If you have a Bible with you, you can follow along in Isaiah chapter 6, starting in verse 1, Isaiah 6, 1, and uh, follow along with me as you read. It says this, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple, and above him stood seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And and I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. This is quite remarkable because, again, this is in a year of turmoil and upheaval because King Uzziah has just died. The king has just passed away. He was a king who had reigned on the throne for decades, which was fairly unusual. Uh, I think it was something like 40 or 50 years that King Uzziah was on the throne. It was a long time, and it was a prosperous time in Israel. But now he is dead. And in that year, the Lord comes to Isaiah and gives him this vision. And there's a couple of things to note here. Isaiah no, sees that though all of this other stuff is happening, the Lord is still on the throne. He is still in his glory. He is still holy. 
the he is the Lord of hosts, or the uh, the other way to take that is the Lord of armies. He's powerful, and he the whole earth is full of his glory. That has not changed, even though the circumstances are different. Well, the first thing that Isaiah realizes when he sees this that the Lord is holy is he sees that he is unclean and sinful and the first thing that he realizes is it's the the thing that has made him unclean or the thing that made him realize he is unclean is what has come out of his mouth his unclean lips and he realizes that the things that have come out of his mouth are unworthy of the glory that he now beheld in front of him and that he deserved death essentially for treasonous speech speech that was unfitting for the king of glory and so he he realizes he's he should be judged and he's terrified and it's amazing to see this that though he realizes his sin um and though he really expects to die the lord does something unexpected he sends one of the seraphim one of these powerful beings and it says this in verse 6 that having in his hand he had a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar and he touched my mouth and he said Behold this has touched your lips your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Well of course this is symbolic that from the sacrifice of the altar there was a burning coal and it was taken and from that came the atonement that cleansed Isaiah's guilt so that he could stand before God without fear of judgment. And this is quite amazing that but how does that happen? Okay, how does a holy God atone for the sin of of this man and of anyone? Well, as you well know, it is through the death of Christ. As we turn over to the book of Luke chapter 22, in order for us to our sins to be atoned for, it had to be taken care of by the perfect lamb of god jesus christ himself he had to be crucified he had to be sacrificed so that our sin our unclean lips could be cleansed and atoned for and this was not some wave of the hand this was not some easy painless thing this was not just a decision by the father to cleanse our sins it it came through absolute agony suffering shame death uh the bearing of the wrath of god and and it was done at the hands of ungodly men and so today being good friday is the day that we commemorate that most important event in history the crucifixion of the perfect lamb of god it was the in one sense the worst day of history 
It was the most evil thing that has ever been done because the only man who lived who did not deserve to die was the one who bore the sins of everyone. He he bore the wrath due to everyone and he was the only one that did not deserve it at all. And he he had before these arrogant men. I mean it's it's remarkable. So as we look at Luke chapter 22 and we pick up in verse 66, follow along with me here. Luke 22:66 he says this. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together both chief priests and scribes and they led him away to their council. Okay, we'll just stop right there really quick. It says when day came. Okay, it's talking about the morning here. This is the morning after Jesus was betrayed and arrested in the garden of Gethsemane. It is the day after Peter denies Jesus 3 times and it's the day after Jesus was blindfolded and mocked and blasphemed by people the people who had arrested him. And so he in the morning was led away to the council and these are the the Jewish leaders uh, the scribes and the chief priests and they mocked him and they said this if you are the Christ tell us but he said if i tell you you will not believe and if i ask you you will not answer but from now on the son of man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of god so they all said are you the son of god then and he said to them you say that i am then they said what further testimony do we need We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. So they are brought before he is brought before the council and tried by these ungodly men. They're blaspheming him. And you know what is amazing is that the gospel of John says this about what Isaiah saw in chapter 6. that what Isaiah saw in chapter 6 was the glory of Jesus sitting on the throne that Jesus was the lord of hosts that he saw seated on the throne and it is that same lord who is now being mocked and blasphemed so that he could then be crucified and become that atoning sacrifice that cleansed Isaiah's sin. That Lord that he saw on the throne humbled himself to this point where he is mocked, betrayed, denied, blasphemed by these arrogant men and eventually he he dies in order to make atonement for the sins of the many. What an amazing thing. What an amazing savior. As the hymn says, hallelujah. What a savior. So as we approach this weekend, let's remember that he was the Lord of glory, is the Lord of glory. He humbled himself and humiliated himself in front of sinful, arrogant men so that your sin could be atoned for 
and cleansed. Let's pray. Father, we draw near to you. We are so grateful for what you endured on our behalf. Please help us to love you. Help us to believe you, to trust in you for the forgiveness of sin. Please draw us to yourself. Make us like our Savior. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. As you continue through the rest of the day, I'd encourage you to read chapter 23 of the book of Luke, where Jesus is brought before Pilate, and then before Herod, and then Pilate hands him over to be crucified. He The crucifixion is described in verse 26 and following. He dies and then is buried, and that all occurred on that Friday, that first Good Friday, as we call it, when the very worst thing in the history of the world happened and accomplished the very best good that has ever been accomplished in the history of the world. I love you all, and may God bless us as we put our trust in Him.